Hello, and welcome back to Dark Stories from the Campfire. For this episode, I present to you something different. Rather than my normal horror story, this time I have a romantic story to tell about a groom who reflects on the origins of his relationship while getting ready for his wedding. I present to you a wedding tale. There was a sudden knock on the door, followed quickly by a meek voice asking if I was decent. Smoothing out my tux jacket and giving a quick look into the full-size mirror to confirm my bow tie was straight, I answered yes and opened the door. Katie, our coordinator, peeked her head in and asked if everything was fine. I smiled, nodded, and replied that everything was good. Great, she beamed back. We're almost set, and in a few minutes we'll come and get you so we can begin. I thanked her and closed the door. Before the door was completely closed, I quickly caught a glimpse of the door across the hall, where my bride was also preparing and getting ready. A soft light came to the window behind me. I welcomed Rhea's sunshine considering the last two days had been overcast with a thread of rain. Making my way over to the window, I looked out over the front lawn and watched the guests gather below. Freshly pressed suits and flowery dresses spread out in small groups amongst the chairs and grass and running here and there with two little girls, my nieces, proudly showing off their dance moves to all who would watch, while in the background the music of Mozart and Bach played. At length I turned from the window and took a deep breath. My thoughts, previously wandering freely as to calm my growing nerves, had shifted and become more focused on my vows, which were written on a small, folded piece of paper in my pocket. I had read the vows so many times I knew them by heart, and could recite each word with ease. I smiled gently as I thought about melting ice cream and the clouds that whirled inside my mind. I thought again about the door across the hall while looking back out across the lawn. For the facts are these, three years, two months, and 24 days earlier, our story began with a hey you. I have never had a strong interest in the botanical sciences, though one of my favorite spring hobbies is to wander around the city's botanical gardens. The bright colors and intricate designs of the floor had always drawn me in. The beginning of that spring, however, had been unseasonably warm, and for several weeks I put off my visit. In the end, though, I decided to continue my yearly ritual and spend the afternoon in the gardens. I roamed around for some time, lost my thoughts, and then I remembered a covered area designed to replicate an oasis not too far from where I was. I was surprised to find the covered pond area empty, considering the temperature but found it a nice reprieve, a good opportunity to cool down in peace and listen to the water. I had taken a few steps close to the pond, but I noticed I wasn't entirely alone. For there, across the pond, she was standing. That image of the first time I saw her with small specks of sunlight trickling through her hair and onto her clothes will be in my memory forever. She apparently had no idea I had entered the area, because she continued to let her fingers crest the flowers at the far end of the pond. I watched for some time, not sure if I should say something or continue on my journey through the gardens. At length, she finally lifted her head up, tucked a few strands of hair behind her ear, and smiled, before dropping her head down towards the roses. I could feel something rise in my stomach and chest as I stood transfixed watching her. After a few seconds, I diverted my eyes to look at the small garden wall that enclosed the pond area, trying, of course, to act natural. But, out of my periphery, I noticed her once again glance in my direction. Casually making my way around the pond, I tried deliberately not to make it look like I was deliberately getting closer to her. 
During this, I also noticed that she had been inching closer to me on the same pathway. Soon we were only a few feet apart. I stood, chest wanting to explode, peering at the pond, watching the water ripple against the flowers along the rim. I realized I had to either say something or resume my walk around the pond. After some moments I turned and with brilliant awkwardness said, Hey, you. At first she didn't speak, only turned her head to face me, smiling. Then replied, Hey, I'm Emily. And with that all my nerves melted away and I felt a certain relief. Emily, the name sung. We would spend the next two hours talking about life and our interests. She would tell me her plans and how she would redesign the garden should she be put in charge. How the roses would be moved out in front, and wicker archways would line the path with vines and violets draping down. I was captivated, and I didn't want any of it to end. For between those garden walls, next to the sparkling pond, we found ourselves and each other. Later that evening I called her just to say goodnight, but we ended up talking for another six hours. Our first date would happen a few days later. We decided on an Italian restaurant, local and small, the kind of family-run place where three-course meals are standard. I arrived a few minutes early and waited in the parking lot, collecting my thoughts and hoping the connection that had been created hadn't begun to dissipate. It hadn't, for Emily was all smiles when she exited her car and saw me. I too couldn't help from smiling, and once again the feeling of nerves grew inside me. I went online today, Emily began as soon as she was near, and they serve spumoni for dessert. Have you ever had that? I had to admit I've never had it before and asked her if it was any good. Oh, it's so delicious. Trust me on this. This would end up being a phrase I would hear quite a lot over the next three years. We were soon settled and for the first time really looked at each other. She was even more beautiful than when we first met. On her finger, Emily wore an odd ring that looked like branches snaking up her finger. Reaching forward, I gently touched her fingers and commented how strange the ring was. She instantly pulled back her hand and began to describe where she had gotten the ring. I don't even wear it all that much, she said. The conversation continued for a few more minutes when she suddenly stopped and asked, You were trying to hold my hand, weren't you? A thin smirk crossed my lips. Of course I was, I replied and reached out to touch her fingers. We would spend the rest of the dinner, fingers intertwined and laughing like old loves who had been through so much together. We had finished the main course and soon it would be time for dessert, something Emily had been waiting for ever since she discovered what it was. Spumoni is so good, you'll really like it, she repeated. But much to my dismay, when the ice cream was finally served, mine was not up to par. Emily's was a paragon of perfection, mine was a soupy mixture, barely resting in the cup. All we could do was laugh. The ice cream, truth be told, wasn't all that bad. After dinner, we made our way onto the parking lot, hand in hand. It was there I told her I had a surprise for her that it wasn't too far away, just down the street. A few minutes later, we were pulling into the parking lot of a local park. What's going on here? Emily asked. I didn't answer, but merely pulled a blanket out of my trunk took her by the hand and led her down the trail into a clearing where groups of people were spread out on the grass. We settled in and waited. Somewhere off in the distance, violins began to play, following by trumpets and drums. The music grew louder and right before the instruments crescendoed, a thin streak of light jolted up in the air and the dark sky suddenly became illuminated by a beautiful cascade of colors. 
Shifting close to me, Emily tucked herself in my arms and watched the show. And it was there, as the night sky was filled with light, we shared our first kiss. While I have no problem recalling important dates in our relationship, the date that I realized I had fallen in love with her eludes me. It was a feeling that gradually came over me as we spent more and more time together, for we were virtually inseparable, and I knew I couldn't imagine her not being in my life, and I knew I had to marry her. But what kind of engagement ring should I buy? I spent hours, no, days, searching for the right ring, never finding the one I felt was the best. It was soon obvious to me that I had to design my own. Remembering the first time we met, the ring I would give her, the ring that would sit on her finger for all to see, would be a white gold flower, blooming with a diamond inside. And I knew the perfect spot in which to do it. The following weekend, after picking up the ring, I took Emily down the coast for a long getaway. I'm sure she suspected what was going to happen, though probably not sure. We spent the first night exploring the beach and dining in a nice restaurant. It was on the second day of our trip that I knew I was going to ask her to be my wife. There was nothing more nerve-wracking than waiting for that perfect moment to present the ring and ask that person you love's hand in marriage. Several times in the morning on the second day, I came close, but backed off knowing a better moment would prevail. It was in that afternoon that the perfect opportunity presented itself. The park we were at had a people mover ride that brought guests from one end to the other. I quickly convinced her it would be fun to see the entire park from a high angle. She agreed happily and we soon found ourselves boarding the ride, being lifted off into the sky. Halfway through, in the center of the park, I pulled the ring from my pocket and asked Emily to marry me. She was so excited it was not until we reached the other side she finally said yes, though the ring was already on her finger. Emily would later tell her friends we were engaged in the clouds, and so we were. Someone's gently knocking on the door again. I now know it's time to head down to my wedding. I looked over myself one last time to make sure everything is perfect and opened the door. It's time, Katie told me. I nod and made my way downstairs, assuming my position in front of the guests and next to the officiant. For several minutes there is silence, but all eyes are waiting to turn towards the center aisle. I take a deep breath and wait. Finally, the silence is broken by piano music, our cue the ceremony is about to begin. Then I see her. Coming around the corner, a bouquet of fresh roses tucked in her hands, Emily, my fiancé, my wife, starts her descent down the aisle, eyes sparkling and a beautiful smile across her face. Do I think she is more beautiful than when I first met her? Oh, I do.